the Developing Leaders 1420 podcast, episode six. I'm Ryan Lamb. I'm Cole Long. Morning, Cole. Morning, Ryan. How you doing today? Man, I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing good. Again, it's hot. So it's it's hard to ex- describe to people what August in Texas is really like. I mean, we're it's August the 20th, 2023. Yeah. And, um, you know, it was in my truck driving down the road, I would see like 108, you know, on the... I mean, it's, yep. I mean, it's, it's just hot. Very warm. Mm-hmm. I had a lady call me from Michigan Thursday or Friday. I think it was Friday talk about some stuff. And and uh, she asked where I was at in Texas. I said, well, yeah. She says, is it hot down there? I said, yeah, definitely got a little bit of a heat wave. Yeah. I told her the temp that day. I think it was 105 here Friday. Yeah. And she was just, whew, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And they deal with the other extreme, which is the cold and the snow. Yeah, that's right. So, I mean, it's both ends of the spectrum. But it's definitely hot right here. We are uh, we are uh, hopefully through the dog days, hopefully coming to an end here in a couple of weeks. We'll see. Yes. It should, but so historically speaking, it should, but I don't know. It looks like it's going to be in the hundos for this next week. It's going to be 100 every day, 100 yeah. plus every day to at least a week from now. And then even yeah. when it cools off, I think it's still like 98, 99. Yeah, but the other that's day, that's we had a cold front. We yeah. got like 91. Yes, so Dude, we, were out, we were out in the yard. <laughs> Kids were playing. Yep. I mean, Same it was with just, us. Yeah. It was crazy. We went for a walk down the road. It just felt like it was 50 out there. I know. Just because of the 105 yeah. we've been doing with. Yeah. And 91. It was 91. Yeah. <laughs> the mornings is what gets me when you wake up and it's like 85 degrees. Yeah. When you wake so up, it's hot. It's just thick. You can just taste it in the air. It's just that thick. Yeah. I was talking to Chase Milk hunting buddy mm-hmm. the other day. I was like, man, I was like, I don't know if it's just because I'm a year older. Or what? But I've been doing my workouts outside. You know, before I moved to Texas, I had like a shop, I had air conditioner. I could go and have a fan blowing on me. I guess I was just getting some real, you know, um, cushy little workouts in in the in the air conditioner and stuff. Because, dude, whenever I do them outside now, and it's 82, 83 when you walk outside in the mornings before daylight. Yep. Man, I mean, I just, you know, it just it takes it drains me. <laughs> I can imagine it drains me. You ain't got to, it doesn't take much out there. I mean, heat exhaustion is a real thing. It does not take much with this kind of weather because you start the sweating process. Yeah. And the sweat is then evaporated off your skin. See, but those guys that are out there working in it in the direct sunlight. Yeah, man. It doesn't take long. You yeah. don't even realize it. You sweat, it evaporates, it's gone. You're like, man, where's it? It's just yeah. burning up, sucks it out of you real quick. Oh, yeah. Cole, what are we talking about today? Man. I think, you know, 1420, like, well, like, what in the world does that mean? Was that our football numbers and stuff? No, I don't think so. Not even a little bit. But Not that significant. Yeah, 1420. I would say, of course, you know, I mention this all the time, you know, uh, we're Jesus guys. So that doesn't mean that I'm perfect. Like, I want to do throw that out there. I sin often, all the time. That's why I'm a Jesus guy, because I know I have to have Jesus, uh, you know, get my pride and get in the way you know a beautiful lady walks by sometimes you look at her you know all the things that you know men do Mm -hmm. i'm still a a man just like Mm -hmm. anybody else so Mm -hmm. i'm i think that for me the guy that we're going to be talking about today he's a man man's man and he was probably most like jesus that i read about in the new testament and most who i kind of want to you know mold like my life here on planet earth you know around like and obviously i'm a jesus follower i'm going to to be like jesus day in day out but you know if we look at all right who was the human that went through that process that was the you know that led people to jesus and 
was an overcomer and was, I mean, just a badass, just over in general. He was, and, and just on that note, you said the description on, on the podcast where, you know, we want to be badass believers. Yeah. And, you know, that's not, well, we're not trying to play on words there to try to grab attention. When we look at Paul in the 1420, what we're going to talk about here in just a second, that's what that dude was. I yeah. mean, he was an app. There, there's just really, I don't know how you can describe the dude. There's no quit in it. Nothing got none, in his way. None whatsoever. He he had a, he was, he had a, such a strong dialed in sense of purpose that, you know, when everything was going to hell in, the, in a handbasket around him, he stayed the focus. He stayed the course. He, you know, he started one foot in front of the other. Yeah. And that just happened to be, you know, following Jesus, you know. 100%. The dude was, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm not a member of the military, but you watch movies, you hear stories, you listen to podcasts, you consume information, and, and you hear of a few guys, you know, maybe in our current time and throughout history that are able to do that. Mm-hmm. Paul's right up there with them with the things that he went through. The yep. persecution right there with them. Yep. Tried to kill him right there with them. Yep. Always gets up, always pushes forward. Is, he, is he battled? Is he bruised? Absolutely. Yep. He pushes through. He's an example that we can look to and draw from. Mm-hmm. Okay, hey, he's also a Christian like us. But this guy had a purpose, had a higher calling, and had a why. He identified those, mm-hmm. and he got after it yep. every day. And that's what we see. So 1420. He wasn't doing it for money. Wasn't doing it for money, obviously. No tent tent builder. He was tent builder. He just, you and know. He gathered yeah. up what he could along the way. Y'all help me right. out on the journey. He was a, and when he gets to the next place. A, would he be considered a small business owner today? He would probably be a small business owner, maybe <laughs> yeah. an SBA kind of guy. <laughs> yeah, you know. I mean, he's just one of those. A minority-owned small business yeah. owner. Yeah. Because yeah. he was in Turkey at first. Yeah. And he was a Jew at first, too. And he was a Jew. And I guess he still was a Hebrew, but, you know, yeah. just by his heritage. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, he definitely uh, converted. I'm going to, so 1420. Yeah. We got that from a piece of scripture that is Acts 1420. And I'm just going to read it here. Acts is, gonna, Acts is found in the New Testament. It's just, yeah. uh, you know, basically at, it was written at that period of time where, you know, Jesus came to planet Earth, you know. And that's that's yeah. what we call it. There's the Old Testament that was all like what the Jews lived by. And then moving up to, you know, the the New Testament is, all right, so Jesus is on earth. And by the way, if you want to know I mean, why we're Jesus guys, whenever I looked at my watch a while ago, I mean, we literally count time by Jesus Christ. Absolutely. So that's why we go back to it. That's who we are. That's what our purpose and our why is as well, especially to develop on our leadership journey because we're trying to lead our families um, to Jesus. We're trying to, you know, lead our friends, our acquaintances, you know, anything we can. That's, that's kind of who we are. That's what our driving force is. So. You look at like, all right, who did it, you know, the best, you know, I look at Paul. I'm like, okay, so what can I learn from Paul? And if that's in anything, you know, if you find some like, you know, whatever field you're in, you look around and you say, okay, who's killing it in this field? What can I go learn from them? Don't go learn from the guy that's, <laughs> that's. Don't go know, learn from the burnout flake out. Yeah. Go find the guy go, that's killing it. Yeah, and has go been to the person it. that's killing it. And say, hey, what are you doing? Why? You know, how are you doing it? You know, if that's, uh, you know, business, if that's your workouts, if that's elk hunting, you know, whatever it is, go in there and, and be a student. You humble yourself that way you can, you know, say, okay, well, I'm, if I'm not doing that, what do I need to do to do this? And a lot of times it's just going to be a lot more grit because if people are killing it, it's because they're putting in the, the work, effort, and energy. It's not because it comes easy to them, you know. It's not because they have a, a special degree that, you know, makes them superior to everybody else. They might have the degree and the knowledge, but they're putting it into practice as well. Absolutely. And we're going to, if we can if we can get through all of Paul, I don't know where all will go with this. This hadn't 
we hadn't really scripted this, but we we both have studied Paul, and we're going to kind of kind of run through some of the stuff he was about and what he did. But let me get on this. So this is Acts. Cole gave you that. It's after Jesus goes up. Yep. We got Acts. It's written. This is the early church. This is Acts chapter 14 and verse 20. And this is kind of the inspiration where we kind of draw on this podcast. Here we go. I'm going to read it. However, when the disciples gathered around him, he rose up and went into the city. And the next day he departed Barnabas and Derby. Now that doesn't give a lot of context. That's the part wherever he gets up and he goes on. I'm going to back up one scripture and tell you the context with this. Why was he laying on the ground? That's right. So that's the 1420. That's our inspiration, which is to get up and get after it. Yeah. So we're going to tell you why he laid on the ground. Then we're going to tell you, hopefully describe to you why we are infatuated with him because why he got up. The Jews from Antioch and Iconium came there, and having persuaded the multitudes, they stoned Paul, dragged him out of the city, supposing him to be dead. That was 19. Now, here's 20 that I read just a second ago to follow that up. However, when the disciples gathered around him, he rose up and went into the city, and the next day he departed Barnabas. So Saul was there preaching. He was telling them the good news. He wanted to tell them about Jesus because he knew it would save them, keep them from going to hell. Jews didn't like it. They wanted to kill him. They stoned him to the point that they supposed him to be dead. So this when they looked small upon rocks. him, these are, these are not small rocks. No. In the Jewish culture, when they stoned somebody, they stoned yeah. him to kill him. Yeah, that's right. Because earlier they, on, they, they, they stoned were, Stephen the same process, and stoned, uh, Stephen was martyred. He was killed. Yeah, and Saul was holding the coat while it was happening the whole time. Saul was there. Absolutely. He got so the Pharisees to do it. And that, so, so they thought he was dead. I just want to yeah. just kind of really compound on that. If you were watching someone, whether you nobody them, else could take what you know they gave him, then they're thinking nobody else, he's, he, dead. he's dead. Nobody can yeah. handle this. Nobody can take the abuse that we just bestowed upon Paul or Saul, and they walk off because they suppose him to be dead. Yeah, and then he gets up. I'm just pausing and thinking about that. I mean, what what grit, determination? He's also filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. As all believers are. Mm-hmm. But Paul has shown in his life, even before his conversion, a grit and determination that far exceeded most of those around him. And by the way, when he gets up, he's not going to a hospital. No. He's going to go tell Jesus to the next group of folks. That's all he's doing. The next day, he departed with Barnabas to Derby. Yep. Um, still on the mission, man on the mission. So they stoned him to the point that they thought he was dead. So just imagine his body is probably at least a little sore. Mm-hmm. Most likely his face and his body's cut up. Oh, yeah. Pretty rough situation. And he gets up. And he goes to the next town. Yeah. He doesn't whine. He doesn't sulk. He doesn't need self-pity. Yeah, and, man, I mean, there's so many times that I get derailed whenever I'm on my, I've got my plan. I've got my mission. I've got, you know, the things that I'm, you know, I'm fixing to go do this, fixing to go do that. And then, boom, something comes up, you know, and derails and knocks me down you know i mean i want to be the guy and what that this is in my you know spiritual life this is in my physical workout life this is in my you know my work life you know i want to be the guy that you know what i'm going to get back up even though it hurts it i shouldn't get back up i should probably just lay there and die (laughs) you know but i want to be that kind of driven to where i say nope spirit life's too short my mission's too important you know, I have to dig into something greater than me, and which is my purpose, and roll with it. It's a must. 
if you want to have a fulfilled life. You know, we talk about that occasionally, but I look at Paul, and Paul, he identified his purpose at whatever age. I don't even know how old Paul is at this point. I'm sure I can figure it out pretty easy. I don't know how old Paul is at this point, but it really doesn't matter. He identified what he was supposed to do with his life. And that's different for each of us. But Paul knew exactly what he was supposed to do, take the gospel to the Gentiles. The Jews were hearing it. The Jews had heard it. They'd killed Jesus. Yep. He had preached to them. He got a little tired of preaching to them. I'm taking this thing to the Gentiles. Yep. And he identified it. I don't know if he wrote it down. I like to think he did because I like to write that thing down. Yep. It helps me to look at it and kind of go, all right, dude, get back on point today. Get back on point. I don't know if Paul had it wrote down. But we see in the writings of the New Testament that Paul definitely was driven. Yep. Definitely had an it, before, identified why. Before he came to Jesus, he was even driven. This wasn't something that happened, you know, later in life. He had a, a basically a life of excellency. Um, Absolutely. He studied at the feet of Gamaliel. He was a Jew's Jew. You know, so, and this is kind of what's, you know, what's funny about him is it didn't matter. He was, I guarantee you, you know, his, tw- his tents were on point. You know what I'm saying? The dude didn't make Absolutely. shoddy. He didn't make shoddy tents because anybody that goes and studies at the feet of Gamaliel knows the Old Testament. Um, and, you know, I mentioned that he was holding the coat of, of Stephen whenever he was known. We used two names for him. He was Saul. That's, you know, who we read about him at first. And then he completely changed whenever he started following Jesus. And then uh, he became identified as Paul. Now, he was a Jew's Jew. So, I mean, this guy, when, whenever the Jesus you know crowd showed up, he was adamantly against them. He was like, no, I'm going to kill all of you, you know. And that's yep. what he was doing, was going from town to town to town. He changed his purpose. Um, yeah. No, well, I mean, he was just, he was like, hey, if if this, if the, the information that he got growing up and the information that he got was, was what he was, was bought into, which was, you know, Judaism, 125%. I mean, that's who he was. He was a Jewish Jew, okay? That was the information that he got. Later, you know, whenever he was traveling down Damascus, on the road to Damascus, that's whenever he had the encounter, and he was like, Okay, so I'm no longer, you know, persecuting these Christians and trying to kill them because they were against Judaism. Because that's what he was for. Again, he was all in Judaism, Judaism. We're saying you know. Judaism, Judaism, but in his mind he's serving God. Yep, serving God. He's, you know, he's he's serving out the bad apples. He's serving his God. These Christians are they bad. They're trying to corrupt his, They're corrupt his religion. That's right. They're going to send people to hell. They're going to do, you know, horrible things. You know, yep. these Christians are bad. And so he was and, I've got and he had a he had a strong stand. You know, he was there. While, you know, Christians were being killed, okay? Uh, but he was good at it, okay? Then he has his encounter. He's like, wait a second. This Jesus is the real deal. It is a real thing. Boom. He makes a pivot. Now, he doesn't start killing Jews, you know, because he's a Christian now. Because that's, that's not the Christian way, you know. That's not the Jesus way. What he starts doing is he starts going, you know, sharing the love, mercy, and grace of Jesus with everybody he comes in contact with. He always shows up. And he's always going to take it to the Jews first when he gets to, you know, a town. He's going to take it and say, hey, look, yeah, this is, you know. And he had a way, since he was so educated as a Jew, he had a way of, of making, you know, points. Which, that's what that's what led him to getting stoned. And, you know, the Jews didn't want to hear it. They took him outside. They threw large rocks at him. Um, I mean, so much so He had that to it, be a handful to discuss things with. Oh, my goodness. I did a little bit of historical reading on Tarsus. Brilliant the guy. That, he, that he's from, and it's in modern-day Turkey. A little bit outside of Jerusalem there, but that city had a you know strong Jewish population, but it was also a lot of Romans. And that's most likely where Paul got his Roman citizenship, so that means he could able he could go and do a lot of things that most people couldn't. Yep. But that city 
what I read was kind of rivaled Alexandria in a learned area. So he was able to study Greek, Hebrew. He had a very well-rounded education, very, very well-rounded education. So when he went into places to talk to these Jewish leaders, he was able to have a pretty in-depth discussion. Yep. It put them back. They didn't like it. As we've all been in discussions where somebody else gets the upper hand, it's it's a little bit, it's difficult mm-hmm. to have that. It's difficult. So what do you do? You kill him. So what <laughs> do you, you do? try to? It, it, <laughs> 2,000 years ago, that's the answer. It seems yeah. like in a lot of horse historical stuff, when yeah. you look at it, that, that was the answer. Somebody didn't get along with somebody killed. Yeah, they did with Jesus. Might as well try to do with Paul, right? It wasn't but 20 years removed. That's right. Yeah. So Paul, 1420, he gets up, he keeps on preaching. Yeah. I mean, this podcast is developing leaders 1420. So yep. what we're looking at is how can we develop into a better leader? Yep. And this, again, we're just going to drive this point back home. We're having a conversation about how Cole and myself can become better leaders. So we're like Paul. When we get information and it's from a good source, we start trying to make the, the necessary changes. You know, if it's eating healthier, that's what we're doing. If it's working out, that's what we're doing. You know, if it's reading, you know, books about, or taking personality, that was another thing, taking personality tests and learning kind of like, hey, what your personality is, what your weaknesses are, you know, anything that you can do to, to further yourself, get the good intel and act on it. And that's what Paul was. He was a man of action. You know, I don't ever want to be a man of, you know, inaction. If you have good intel, put it to work. If you have good intel. If you don't have good intel, go look for it and put it to work. That's why you go ask people. That's why you find, you know, mentors in your fields and again that's why i said if you got somebody in your field that's killing it and they're doing it they've got everything set up they're go and sit at their feet because most probably um, they probably want to help you that's a hard thing for people to do as i've had conversations with folks i don't know why maybe i do know why i was like that at one point was it pride or was it i think so or but for just me, the idea of thinking, hey, I can figure it out on my own, and yeah, I think it's deal. pride. I think it's a lack of being able to humble myself. Yeah, I don't have a problem anymore. I realize that if you want to uh, get somewhere and somebody else has already figured it out, yeah, you go to that. Person. They want to add that value most of the time. Not most everybody. Of, most of the not time. Not everybody. Yeah. But you can usually look at them and tell the kind of individual they are. If How's it going to be received? Uh, going back to one of the books you read, if, it, if they're a level five leader, they're looking for individuals like you to develop. I mean, that's a whole deal. You know, you've got to find your, you know, your mentorship. Your, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And hey, dang, they're not going to be perfect. You know, I, like, oh, I said, no. like I said, I mean, that's just, you know. None of us are. No, no. This it, guy we're even talking about, he's, he said it, he said it in the scriptures, I'm the chief sinner. Yeah, Paul. I yeah. am a piece of crap. I'm a piece <laughs> of crap. Nobody has, you know, sucked it up more in life than I have. You know, the dude persecuted and killed Christians. You people that were just trying to love Jesus and going, he was killing them because, well, in, in his mind, he thought he was right. Yeah. Cool. He thought he had righteous actions. Yeah. As we all do at times. But once he his got eyes better were open, in, he got better intel. He changed. He, he started pivot, going moved. Back. Yeah, at full throttle. Full throttle, though. Full throttle. Full throttle. And hold nothing back for the next life. It's a good book, too. That is a good book. I knew that's you'd a, get that reference. That's a pretty good book as yeah. well. Um, which which one is that? Uh, the Irwin Last McMath- Arrow by Erwin McManus. McManus. Yeah. It's uh, it's definitely it's right there in the Amazon list of books. Uh, it's a it's a really good one. It it was an easy read, quick read. Yeah. I highly recommend it. It won't take you long if you don't have the time for the pages and you're on the road. YouTube audio book. 
I really don't recommend audiobook, but YouTube audiobook if that's what you got. Yeah. And knock it out. Yeah. YouTube's a whole lot better for that if you can find it. You can't always find it, but most of the time you can. Yeah. Chasing a little bit of a rabbit there, but I just want to drive home that point of Paul, leader. And we got Jesus. I mean, I just want to make sure and give the he's caveat. Following, yeah, he's, he's following, yeah, he's following Jesus. Jesus but but I, I make a distinction because Jesus was perfection. Yeah, I'm following Jesus. I'm trying to emulate everything that guy does. It. That is Christianity. I want to see what what human being on planet Earth has has followed the Jesus way, the way that I want to mold my life around. That's Paul. That's Paul. Because hey, we, we, we have we have the Bar the Barnabas guy yeah. out there. You know, Barnabas was one of his buddies. Yep. You know, he followed the Jesus way too. He did yep. it a little differently. He That's was right. a little bit more passive. He wasn't as aggressive as Paul. Still needed. Still that needed. That was his purpose and his why. That was his purpose. He identified and it and he went for it. Yes. His oh. was, I mean, you know, that's the thing. When I, God and I had this conversation, you know, somebody's purpose and why might be to make pies. Yeah. I mean, that could very well be, you may be phenomenal at it. You may be able to add a tremendous blessing to people's lives with it. Yeah. You don't have to get stoned and get up and go preach the gospel in the next town. Yeah. But if God called you to do that, and you'll know in your heart, yeah. you'll know if it's enough or not enough what you're doing. Yeah. You got to go do it. Yeah. You got to get off your freaking butt and go do it. And you know on the inside, I fully believe you do. I know on a daily, weekly, monthly basis whether I've done what I was supposed to do or been a punk. Oh, man, yeah. It's I had, usually the latter. Yeah, last Monday I had, uh, I don't know, dude, it was just a, you know, I've struggled with anxiety and things like that in the past and just never, and it's in the past it's been behind me, but for whatever reason, Monday, I was like, man, just, what's the deal? Well, I realized that I wasn't getting, you know, all the stuff done that I was needing to get done. And I started realizing, like, oh, wow, you know, that's, that's some of that, you know, bull crap, you know, creeping back in. But you know what? I had to have that day to be able to do it better Tuesday. You know what I mean? I mean, you're still going to suck it up. There's still going to be days. It's just don't have don't have two sucky days in a row, you know. Because subconsciously, I just I wasn't, wasn't knocking out the stuff I needed to get done. Don't know what it was about Monday. It happens. Yeah. And like, man. It happens. You know, Paul had those days as well. I'm sure he could have felt like whenever he was in prison locked up, I'm not out there preaching the gospel. Yeah. But instead of doing that, he started singing. He started singing and then converted the <laughs> And then converted somebody. <laughs> the right context is everything. Yeah. And how you see things and how you approach your circumstances are everything. Yeah. I mean, they just are. Yeah. The dude's mission was the same whether he was in a boat that got shipwrecked, in a prison lockdown, or somebody just chunked rocks at him. And that's know? the thing I think I can grow up. Because we, I, I'm not going to say we all. I'm sure there's people that are far better killing it than I am. I know there are. But my, I have a lot of those days where I get down and it's just, not down, not, not anxiety, but just I don't do what I should do. Yeah. And that may go on for two or three days. Yeah. And then well, I look get, back and I go. You tend to get pissed off is what you do. I do. I, I, get I get anxious, you get pissed off, I think. I, it goes on for a couple of days and I get pissed off. Yeah. But then I realize it. And what I'm trying to do is a better job of realizing it in the moment and flipping the switch and changing right then. Yeah, I mean, we're approaching. Which I think is what Paul did. We're approaching 40, so, I mean, I guess call it the midlife crisis thing or whatever, but you have that ever-present sense of urgency. And that's the that's what I see in Paul. Paul wouldn't let the religious leaders of the day. I mean, we see where he even confronts, uh, you know, the, the Christians. Whenever, you know, Peter, Absolutely. Peter and them were saying, oh, well, you know. I mean, and Peter was the first guy to ever convert a, uh, a Gentile, you know. And so, but he had been around and, you know, he kind of got off track because he was, uh, yeah, Cornelius. So. Acts 10. Yep. And he, they were, 
anyways, he was wanting to, I guess, bow down to what the, the Jewish Christians were saying. is like, hey, these Gentiles, they really need to become Jews first. And Paul was like, what the flip? You know, no, Peter. I mean, called him Jesus. out to his face. Now, he was abrasive. That's one thing that I'll say that I have a problem with, <laughs> especially in organizations, because I'm, I guess, I don't know, maybe Paul just pulled it off better than me. Maybe everybody else thought he was, you know, um, you know, difficult as well. But it seems like any organization that I'm a part of, I rub people the wrong way because I'm abrasive. Now, that's something that's a character flaw in me that I say I need to work because can I continue to do, you know, influence people the way I need to and be abrasive? Because, look, if I blatantly see that if this direction is has not, you know, been productive, then we need to go a different direction. I say that, and I say that in a way that people just look at me, and I guess I insult people. I don't know. I need to work on that, so. Well, I think in our modern culture, that is not something that is um, enjoyed. Yeah. It's a whole lot easier to be complacent and just keep with status quo. Just in our own personal lives and business life, whatever, to not ruffle the feathers. Yeah. But I'll, I'll say this about Paul. Paul had a following then and now, not based on his writings, but based on his actions. Yeah, man. I mean, that's 100% what it is. So I'll say, you, you know, if somebody, you if you were to allow somebody to maybe beat you almost to death and other people see that, you know, that's that's kind of where Paul was. Yeah, he had some writings. He said some cool stuff when he wrote these letters to these other churches. But they knew his character because the dude, we have so many examples, but the 1420, what we're kind of focused on, he was preaching Jesus. They tried to kill him. He got up and went and preached Jesus. He never wavered in his purpose, yeah. ever. He never wavered. Did he think about, I don't know what happened between the time where he got up and the time where he went to the next town. I don't know for sure. doesn't give us that. Yeah. But we can only judge it based on what we see the entirety of the New Testament, which is Paul just did. He's a human being. Did he have second th Most likely. I'm sure. Did he have weak moments? Most likely. Well, yeah. I mean, it, it says it, he did. I mean, yeah. it's, it says about the sin that he couldn't. Yeah. He wanted God to take it. God wouldn't take it. Yep. You're going to deal with it. Okay. Cool. We all have it, mm -hmm. including Paul. And I know everybody that, that, that is a little bit of a student of the Bible or studies, Paul, probably relates to that and can help relate their own sin to that. But, I mean, that's why it's there, so that we later can relate to that. Mm-hmm. You don't have that so much with Jesus because it was perfection. Yes. He just overcame it. Yeah. Because he was God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely not a Paul worshiper. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah, not a Paul worshiper. I can relate to the guy yeah. that is the chief sinner amongst all these. Yeah, I can't relate, you know, as easily to, you know, Jesus because he had zero sin. I, that's why I guess no sin. I, I'm, always, I'm always a Jesus follower. Absolutely. But I just understand that that's so unattainable. But. I can say that if, I, if I've seen a human do something on planet Earth that was, you know, and he was 100% human because God, 100% God, 100% human Jesus, that's who he is. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying he got a free pass because he, he was able to overcome it. But I just look at Paul and I say, all right, who who did it the best Jesus way that wasn't Jesus? After. And, yeah, after him. And after now, death, burial, and resurrection, who do we got? Look, and I'm sure there's some, you know, Mother Teresa folks out there. Absolutely. That, you know, that they've killed it in their own ways. Well, and I don't know anything at all about Mother Teresa. But, hey, you know, I'm sure that there's another avenue. This is who I read about in the Bible. This is who I kind of go back to saying, hey, 
if I'm going to be a you know badass believer, this is the kind of guy that you know what is what is his personality type? What did he do to get to where he was? You know, how did he stay focused? You know, what what did he dial into? And because the dude was dialed, I mean, he was dialed when he was a Jew. He was dialed whenever he was a Christian. You know, he was dialed his entire life. I think I'm sure you know again. He had weak moments. He had down times, as we all do. He wasn't inhuman. No, but we we also, I mean, we can relate it to today. I mean, today, present time is always easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all can relate, see people that do just crazy feats. You can watch the Olympics and see it. Mm-hmm. You can watch a YouTube video and see it. You can see military operations and see it. Absolutely. You can listen to David Goggins, Jocko Willett. Bill Cornerchuk, all kind of guys out there in the world that you can listen to the stories and go, it's badass. Yep. No doubt about it. But this guy, I'm not going to say, listen to a story. I don't remember who said it. It was a Navy SEAL guy. Kind of podcast I like to listen to. Interesting. But the guy was talking about a guy that was under him. Maybe he was training. Maybe he was in the SEAL training with him. I don't remember. But if you wash out a SEAL training, I believe, I could be wrong here, but I think if you something breaks, you get sick, you got to start over. You don't get like a little hiatus. You don't get to come back in two weeks after you get your, you know, get your tummy feeling better. So I think this guy broke his ankle, if I'm not wrong. And the guy asked him, said, hey, what are you going to do? You going to wash out? He said, no. He said, I'm going to wrap that bitch up and I'm going to run. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. I hate uh, to be abrasive like that, yeah. but that, but that's it. We don't have that mindset. Yeah. Most, very few of us have and can tap into oh there, there's no quit there's no yeah. there is no other option that's what paul had yeah there is no other option but you to go it. share jesus that's it they stoned me you know what i mean uh, whatever cool that's awesome they, it sucks my head hurts yeah. i probably concussed yeah. and they didn't have advil back then yeah i'm going to get up and i'm going to go do it yep because jesus is who i serve that's it i don't serve myself mm-hmm. and for you it may not be jesus i mean we'll be honest with you that's I mean that's that's what we're about. That's us. Yeah. That's us. That's what we're about. Yours might not be, but find a why, identify it, and get after it. Yep. Whatever it is. Find that purpose. Your wife, your kids. Drill into something. It. Go hard. As often as you can. Yep. If you can be an everyday guy and never miss a beat, a thousand times better than I am. Well, like in the hunting, you know, sector and industry and the fitness side of stuff, you look at a guy like Cameron Haynes, keep hammering it, you know. The dude is just absolutely just driven, and he rolls. I mean, that's what he does. He, what's he gonna do? He's gonna chase an elk down if he has to. How do you get to that point if you're not, if you're sitting from, how do you go from couch potato mm-hmm. to Cameron Haynes? That's right. Uh, I'm asking. I, I want your. How, how does how does one do that? Man. Is, it, is it simply a decision, or does it, is no, it it's a tiered mul- effect? It's multiple decisions. It's making yeah. that decision, you know, every day at every every moment. That starts with one decision. Yeah, and that that. And it, you don't just say, well, you know, that's one of the things like the, on the Atomic Habits book, you know, you're not just trying to reach a goal. You know, your goal is not just to, you know, go and, and kill an elk. You know, your goal, your habits are is you're going to be the person that has the habits to where, you know, they're so physically fit, you know, that mm-hmm. they can – they can do anything they want to. There's no limitations whenever they get in the mouse. Because I'm telling you, I'll be there in, in 30 days. And psychologically, I feel like I'm a little bit more prepared because of the fact that I've seen it for, you know, four years now. So I don't feel like that's going to be as, as big a, you know, um, issue. 
but am I in, you know, shape to run up and down the mountains? No, I'm not. But I'm in better shape than what I once was, you know, when I first started my program. So, I mean, it's just I'm going to make the decision in the morning. You know what I want to do? I want to continue to, to work out and push forward to the goal. Am I going to go up there in the best shape of my life and, you know, be able to kill it? No, I didn't. I hadn't pushed myself in working out that hard, and that's on me. But. I still get up every morning and I grind, get ready for it, you know. Hmm. Yeah, it's uh, man. The concept of it's easy, is it not? I mean, you could you could sit down right here with a notepad and go, all right, in six months I want to be here. Yep. And you can draw out a plan for that. But without action, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I, I can I can write down how I'm gonna do fifty setups a day. I'm going to do 50 push-ups. I'm going to eat X. I'm going to drink X. And at six months, I'm going to weigh X, and I'm going to look like, you know, you, yeah. you can set all these goals. But without that putting into action, action, without the verb, without the doing, without the getting up, it all starts with action. You know, whether you feel like it or not. That's the thing. Don't work off motivation. Work off of discipline. The way to work off of discipline is to, you know, create those habits. If you're a habitual, you know, smoker, that means that you have – you know, made the habit of smoking. That's cool. So you can also be a, a habitual, you know, worker outer. You know, you can be a habitual, you know, Absolutely. anything that you want to, you know, to do. Um, just make it, you know, part of, of, of who you are. And again, that's that James Clear Atomic Habits book. There. Yep. And it's a good book. And we're not always talking about just get up and working out. No. Yeah. I mean, it, it, that's not. That, that was the topic of this conversation. Cole's mm -hmm. talking about going elk hunting. He's yeah. getting prepared for that. He's got to get his body a little bit more dialed in than it normally is. Mm -hmm. But anything, business, Bible study, yep, Torah study, great. I mean, get into it. Yep, and get to it. If you want to read some books, I mean, that's the thing that I draw from Paul a lot. That's kind of outside the New Testament. As I've spent this last week kind of studying him, was this guy was learned. Yep. He was not just learned on the Torah, although he memorized the first five books because that's what he had to do as a good Jew that was going to go set uh, on the Jewish council. Yep. But he also, I think it's a unique thing for me, so I look at these Gentile kings that he went and preached to, Gentile people he went and preached to. Mm -hmm. Well, the, the, the language of the world at that point was Latin and Greek. Mm -hmm. He was able to communicate with these people. Why? Because he put in the work, yep. learned the languages early on. His purpose at start was not Jesus. His purpose at start was to soak up everything I can soak up. Yeah, to be his best. To be so my he, best. His whole deal I was study that he wanted to be I his best. I want to be the best. I want to sit on the Sanhedrin. He, I want to be the he best was going to be the best that, Jew that, I that he be. could, and he was going to be the best follower of Jesus. And how can I do that? I can <clears> learn as much as I can possibly yeah. learn. So I tried. This week when I was thinking about reading books, it was like, man, you know, maybe not always. It doesn't directly affect right now, but downstream effect, this knowledge that you're picking up, who knows the conversation you get to have based on some random book that somebody that's wise recommends you read and then you can take it with you. Be a continual learner all the time. Always try to learn as much as you can. And right now, dude, we've got something that Paul never had. We've got what's called an iPhone. You carry it in your Crazy. pocket. You can learn and listen to about anything. The only thing that's holding you back from getting the knowledge that you need to execute to have your best life now to fulfill whatever it is that you're wanting to do is just the fact that you're just take the time to do it. Instead of scrolling and looking mindlessly at Facebook, and I do it too, instead of scrolling and looking mindlessly at Facebook, you know, be disciplined and try to say, all right, what am I going to, what, what do I need to learn today? If it's, you know, if I need to learn something about my, 
that, if I need to learn something about my exercise, if I need something about my work life, you know, need some need to learn something about my, you know, my marriage relationship, you know, what can I do? Read the marriage book, something, just continually dial in and learn. Tons of good information out there. Yeah, and there's a lot of bad crap too. There's know. a lot of bad crap, and, and by but reading some here's of the, the bad crap, the you'll appreciate the good stuff. This is how you filter out the bad crap, and you read the good crap. You go and you ask the people that are killing it, what did you read? Then you're filtering out all the bad and just getting the good because that goes back to, you know, whenever you've got your people that are dialed in and are killing it, you know, they're they got some intel. What intel are they executing on? You know, if it's in their marriage, then they've got some good intel. Speaking of good intel, I think we got a guy fixing to walk through the door bringing some coffee this morning. Morning. How are you this morning, dude? Good. We've got our host. Uh, yeah, we we threw him under the bus. Thank you so much. Last uh, yeah, I don't time know if he listened, but we definitely threw him under the bus. We didn't know for sure if he wanted us to leave yeah. or come yeah, back. Yeah, it was so hot in here last time, but you got it nice and cool in here this morning. Thank you so much. Just right. Just right. So anyway, you said something through there that I wanted to hit on because in twenty, your pen exploded again. It's the second time my pen exploded. Yeah, man, I think he's about started. I'm not supposed to ride on it, right? Yeah. But our host had one for this me. This is, I guess this is a commercial, national commercial, because I've I bet got, you left this here. I guarantee I did, because I've had so many of those that I took over the years. I still find them. Commercial, national, they're the the good big pins with the, uh, the little click on them, man. A lot of banks. Yeah. So I just want to hit on Best Life. Yeah. So in 2023 in here recently, you hear everybody talking about Best Life now. Yeah. I don't think that they're talking about their fulfilled life. I think they're talking about selfish reasons. Okay. So when I hear that, my wife and I had this conversation because I popped it off one time. She goes, I don't know if that's – I think more of a Christian, we got to look at a fulfilled life. What does God have us that he wants us to do? Yeah. Not my best life now just for me. Like what – hey, what, what is the craft that I want to own? What are the things that I want to do? I think that we have to look at it more and what does God want me to do? And then while doing the things that I want to do, because he does give us the desires of our heart, while doing those things, what am I doing to serve God? How am I using it to serve God? If you're just going elk hunting with no care for anybody around you or the people you come into contact with, that's not righteous. That's right. It's not righteous. Yeah, for the sure. fortunate thing for Paul is that, you know, <laughs> God told him, he's like, hey, I need you to carry Jesus to the Gentiles. Yeah. So, I mean, he got a very clear, concise view and mission. And a direction he was pointing. Look at the adventures he was able to go on while doing that. Oh, yeah. The people he was able to meet. Oh, yeah. Kings he was able to talk to. Yeah. Leaders he was able to talk to. Interesting life. He got his butt kicked along the way. He got his butt okay. kicked along the way. <laughs> he got thrown in jail. <laughs> he got to see people converted. About 100%. He got to live a fulfilled life. Yeah. Why? Because he identified his purpose and he went after it. Yeah. And it didn't. he didn't... Uh, he didn't die and you know have a whole lot of honor to his name as at his death he was in prison and all that i mean it's just yeah, no. no i mean it's just you know it's, it's not like what you think like hey you know he's got this glorious you know end yeah, no. of no yeah he died and he no, was in prison and they all and, did yeah yeah that's okay then. <laughs> that's okay but that's why he's okay so that's why you're a follower of jesus that's why he was a follower of jesus because once you die it doesn't matter you're resurrected okay if you believe in jesus you follow him again this is why we're jesus guys that's what that's what our purpose is. That's what our why is. If you believe in Jesus and try to be like Him and follow Him, when you die at the end of all this whole deal, 
when you're raised from the dead. There's nothing else out there that's like that. It's resurrection from the dead. It's eternal life and all that. So that's what that's what our why is. So if you hear us trying to you know, dig in and develop ourselves and develop our leadership skills, if we can be better at what we do, we not only bring value to, you know, we have something to look forward to in the end. Mm-hmm. But if we share that with other people and they decide that that's just all the more value that they have in for eternity. So it's just a continual process. So if you want to know why what got Paul up out of the dirt whenever he should have been dead and kept going, that's what Ryan and I are trying to tap into. That's what we're trying to do. We are trying to continue that journey just like Paul did and say, you know what? People are dying without any hope around us. What can I do to share a little love, share a little hope, share a little bit of Jesus with them, and go forward? So whenever we continually say, hey, we're Jesus guys, that's what we're talking about. It doesn't mean that, oh, well, we go to church on Sunday, and we don't ever poot in church, and we're just always perfect all the time. No, dude, we're sinners. We screw up all the time. Here to tell you that. But our whole purpose is we have forgiveness of our sins because of our our belief in Jesus, that's what we, you know, our our faith is. We have faith in Jesus and believe that. We're not perfect going to heaven because we're perfect, but we do have eternal hope and peace because of who he is, not of who we are. So, same thing Paul did, carrying it to the Gentiles. You spoke earlier about your watch. Whenever we first started this thing, you, you looked at your watch and you said that's how people, every time you looked at your watch, you're proclaiming the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. Yes, every time, because we literally count time by Jesus yeah. Christ. You write a check, you it's look on at the calendar, yeah. you look at your watch. Say, hey, I'm going to be there at 9 o'clock, 9 o'clock when, uh, a.m. 9 o'clock from when. From when, and it all goes back to him. So nobody's ever going to count time by Paul. Nobody's ever going to count time by Ryan and Cole. People count time by Jesus. That's why we follow him. So you want to know more about that? You know, you're welcome to look us up. I'm glad to tell you about that. So we just take the best information. It goes back to leadership. We get the best information that we can. Mm-hmm. And we try to execute that information. If the mm-hmm. best information is, is hey, you don't, you know, you're going to die, but you don't have to stay dead. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with that information, and I'm going to try to execute that the best I can. And you know what that means? It means loving on people, giving them grace, mercy, telling people about Jesus. You know, yeah, admitting whenever I fail because I'm still a sinner. Yeah, I'm going to try not to do that anymore. I need to do a little bit better. I need to tighten that up a little bit. You know, and just try to make corrections along the way. That's all I have that's, you know, I have to give up so I can have eternal life. Cool. Let's go after it. I don't just, just I don't know it. a better plan out there. There's not a better do. plan, but I just want to drive that point yep. home that it's Jesus. It's not Paul. We're studying Paul because right of that scripture, 1420, he got stoned, he got up. We're just, we're, we're, we're drawing from him because he was like us. He was sinless. He, he was, was, excuse me, he was full of sin. He was following the Jesus and way. he was following the human, Jesus way. The, best the only path. Life and he was doing it and killing Jesus. it. He was doing it and yeah, killing it. Absolutely. Yeah. We want to do it and kill it. We don't want to just do it passively. Even though, you know, people do it passively, that's okay. That's just not That's not our way. That's not what the is, way we uh, do it. You, you've said it several times, and I know I've read it, but what does David Goggins say? And I don't even know if he's a believer or not, but what does he say about meeting his creator at the end? Oh, man, yeah. I mean, one of his in his book, he says, look, he said, what if, he said, I got up there and... You know, God looked at me, and there I was, my 300-pound, you know, roach-killing self, and said, hey, dude, <laughs> you could have been you could have been a Navy SEAL and killing it. You yeah. know, you could have done all this epic crap, but you chose the weak way. You chose the easy way. You mm-hmm. chose the, you know, 
the the path of least resistance. Mm-hmm. You know, you still got up here. You're still here, man. Okay, all right, you're here. But you could have been so much more. I guess that you know that's the greatest you know regret. That's the greatest fear. That's the greatest you know whatever the greatest driver that I can think you know that would push me past my comfort zone, past push me past anything else, and you know my uh, laziness, my complacency, my anything. And that's just that goes with my spiritual life. That goes with my physical life. That goes with you know my work life, my family life. You know all that. Complacency kills. You know, you don't want to be the guy that wants to take the easy way. Uh, you want to be the person that chooses the path of, of resistance. And, you know, because resistance is what sharpens things. 100%. Yeah. That's uh, why I call it resistance training. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yes. The complac- I mean, I, you know, that's the thing. I mean, we're going to kind of finish up here. We're about 45 minutes in. But the complacency life, I've lived that. I'm, I'm sure we all have. Oh, every point. day. It's a struggle. I've lived it you for years where I've looked back on it and went, okay. But I had some kids, like 3 billion other people. We watched some TV. We did a few things. Let me ask you this. What now, did we do? Now that you're, you're you know, on a different path and, you know, understand the, the, the detriment that the complacency brings, not that it's ever easy, but is it or is it not, you know, in your mind, since you're determined now that, hey, I'm not taking the easy path, isn't it more, I mean, it's understood. You understand that there's, if there's something up there that seems easy, you need to check it and say, like, oh, I probably need to stay away from that. I mean, you're, you're just more aware, you know. So it builds upon it itself. At yeah. first, you're like, oh, man, I don't want to, you know, I well, don't for me, deny I, myself I that. can't say for everybody, but for me, I've gotten to a point where the complacency, like the, like it almost feels sinful, like to not be trying to identify your purpose and move forward with it. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm wasting God's. I'm, saying I'm wasting God's time. Is what I feel like. Yeah, I'm like, not saying I'm you wasting God's check time. Out, grab your what phone if I did that anxiety that I told you? Minutes. The anxiety I told you that I felt. It's it's almost like now it's like, man, you know, He gave me a gift. God gave me a gift to be here and breathe up, you know, air, His and air. do something His air, for a purpose, you know. And again, we're we're what we're am not, I doing? I just want to drive this again. We're not saying you have to be Paul. Nope. I'll never probably reach those heights. But it's possible for somebody out there to serve God in that capacity. Yeah. It's also possible for you to cook casseroles and carry them to people that need them. Yeah. And share God that way. Whatever the case. Yeah. Hunt elk on the side of a mountain, and you're going to come into contact with people. And you can tell them about Jesus. That's right. Or you can not mention his name and just let them see something in you that's different from the world around them. Yep. That's the difference. Yep. But if you're complacent, and lazy. We never get out of our comfort zone. We never go into places. Paul doesn't ever get on the road and leave to head to Antioch yeah, to have that. on that Damascus experience on the way because he's not going after it. Yeah. Yep. He, he didn't get stoned um, and then get up and go keep going off the mission. So you're yeah. going to get stoned. You're going to get uh, beat up. You're going to get bruised. You're going to get knocked down. You're going to get told no. You're going to get uh, everybody's going to be against you. But be the person. That says, no, my why, my purpose is so much greater. Victor Frankel, man's search for meaning. There you go. Read that one. If you need help trying to figure out, hey, and again, we're spiritual guys. That's what we do. We ask, we, we trust that prayer, God can communicate to us what he wants us to do. So we have a little bit of insight. We ask God continually. You know, we're led by the Holy Spirit. That's, again, that's part of, you know, this Christian process. We believe that God lives within us as well and helps give us direction. 
So we honestly believe that whenever we ask God to show us, like, okay, what is my purpose? What's my meaning? If you can find your purpose and your meaning without, you know, God and the Holy Spirit, go for it. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, but that's just what we do. Drill in your purpose, drill in your meaning, figure out which way you need to be going, and then pursue it like nothing else. Absolutely. Yeah. We hadn't seen our cat in a couple of weeks. Uh, it's still a a couple months. Yeah. It's fact. Yeah, dude, purpose, it's everything. Yeah. I mean, attain salvation, figure out what your purpose here on earth is, and get after it. Yeah. And then don't just say, okay, well, I'm, you know, for me, I, the ultimate, I guess, regret would be, oh, yep, I'm a believer in Jesus. I'm going to have resurrection of the dead. Good for me. I'm going to sit here and enjoy life now. No, that would be a disgrace to my God. I got to say. Doesn't honor the Creator. No. No, the last thing he says, and this is in the, if you're a Bible reader, this is in the book of Matthew. He says, hey, look, you know. I'm fixing to go up here. What y'all's job is, y'all go tell people about me. See y'all soon. Yep. But anyways. All right. Hey, I enjoyed it. All right. Y'all have a good one.